What's up? This is Fan from Aboard, and you're listening to the Phantasm Podcast. Phantasm. Dr. Vincent West, medical doctor with the Phantasm Podcast, and we have an amazing guest today. We have Sven from Aborted, and we're going to be talking about Mania Cult, which comes out September 10th via Century Media Records. Sir, how are we doing today? Not bad, not bad, you know. We, uh, we actually went to uh, Century Media offices uh, last weekend and picked up a copy of the record, so it, it's great to see it finished, so uh, very excited. Excellent, excellent, excellent. And I wanted to do like a track by track here with you. We'll just start with, you know, a track and you tell us a little bit about each song if that's cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. Awesome. Let's start with the uh, opening track, uh, Verderf. I'm probably saying that wrong, but I tried. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's fine. It's, it's Dutch. So uh, I guess it's just a very atmospheric, heavy opening. Uh, for the record, something that we wanted to do to kind of set the mood of this uh, rather dynamic and, and depressing record uh, in point. So, Verdadv uh, is actually der- uh, Dutch for decay. Okay. And that's pretty much what, what the song is about. So, it's just a, like a you know, atmospheric, heavy, doomy opener to the record. We, we didn't really just want to start with like an audio sample, so we actually wanted to write an actual intro song for it. Which is, I think, only the second time we've done that in our career. Well, it's uh, it's a hell of a way to kick the album off. Um, <clears throat> Thank you kindly. Yep, very, very cool. And then uh, track two, the uh, title track of the album, Mania Cult. Tell us about that one. Uh, that one turned out pretty cool. Uh, I think it was... <laughs> we always have retarded demo titles for a song, so that one is actually called Small Lunch when we were working on it. Okay. Uh, and actually, we, we only had, I, I think, two riffs, and it didn't seem to really go anywhere until, I think, Ken was ready to give up on it, and I, I kind of pushed him to to keep trying some stuff, and then all of a sudden, the song was there, and it, it, just, it went from, you know, not really going anywhere, or not knowing what to do with it, to be finished in, 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 in no time, so he worked out pretty quickly. Uh, I think it's it's a soft, you know, the actual death metal part of the album pretty well. Uh, there's a lot of different things going on there. There's some techie stuff. There's a, you know, heavy breakdown in the middle. Um, there's you know some techie. Yes, um, and there's some guest vocals on there from uh, Joe from uh, Fit for an Autopsy. Oh, awesome! 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 Killer track. Um, let's see. Uh, track three, Impetus Audi. I probably said that wrong, too. I'm trying. <laughs> That's all good, man. That's Latin. So, Impetus Audi is uh, actually the first single that we released for the album, and it was also the first track we wrote for the album. So, before we usually write a record, we usually have, you know, we, we brainstorm our thinking, you know, where do we, you know, what do we want to do, where do we want to go to, and you know, we, we kind of wanted to have uh, a more balanced, varied, dynamic version of you know what we what we did on Terror Vision. We wanted to 
do some things you haven't done in a long time. We wanted to add new elements and, and just like keep evolving that sound. So Imperial Sody was the first one uh, for that. And that's also the first one I, I experimented more with vocals, including, you know, the, some people call them the new highs, whatever. I mean, I've been doing them on television, but they got kind of buried in the mix. Uh-huh. Uh, they're a lot more present now. I, I think it's it's a very straightforward, very heavy song. Uh, it's very brutal with a pretty heavy breakdown in the end. But yeah, it's, uh, for being the first song we wrote for the album, I, I, you know, it, it, it turned out to be the first single, and that's pretty cool to me. Yeah, it's a, <clears throat> excuse me, it's a very very good track. Uh, let's see, track four, Portal to Vacuity. Vac- I'm not sure. I tried again. <laughs> Easy, am I? No, no, it's it's cool. I just I'm butchering it with my Florida accent. I'm doing my best, so it's all good. Uh, that one is uh, that one took quite a while to write. I, I think maybe we had close to ten iterations of the song, um, and it's you know like where we we started to incorporate more black metal and, and, and dark elements uh, in in terror vision. Something that we fleshed out a lot more on this record, so. That's definitely probably the darkest track that the record has. There's a lot of black metal influences in there. There's some really fast, I want to say, cryptopsy style blast beats that go up to 320 BPM, I think, even. Right. Uh, there's a whole, like, <clears throat> atmospheric, even borderline industrial part in the middle. So the song definitely goes through a lot of emotions and, and, and moods so I, I think it's a very varied track there's a lot of stuff to discover so when people hear that one I, I definitely advise to listen to it a bunch of times and discover you know the, the fine details that we put in there a lot of layers It's, it's that one's a lot of fun to listen to um, let's see uh, yeah. yeah it's it's awesome I love what you all did with that one and it is, it's definitely a re- one you want to repeat and listen to a few times. It's very, very cool. Uh, track five, uh, Dementophobia. Yeah, so that one is, is where we, you know, we kind of brought back some stuff we hadn't done in a, in a long time. I guess it's it's going much more back to the archaic abattoir, for example, Gormageddon or, or Necrotic Manifesto. Right. It's a pretty groovy track. It's It's quite different from all the other songs uh, on the record and uh, we just wanted to you know do something fun catchy uh, there's also going to be a quite hilarious animated video uh, for the song when the album drops so awesome. keep rise out for that we're going to be animated as we are in an episode of Scooby-Doo so <laughs> that, that, that'll be something uh, I already saw some previews today, and it, it looks fantastic and ridiculous. So uh, it's it's gonna be fun for sure. So yeah, it's a fun track. There's a lot of different riffs going on there. There's some carcassy, you know, grooves going in there and melodies. There's some really heavy breakdown part. Uh, it's, I, I think it's gonna be a very fun track to play live. Awesome. Yeah, it's a that's a burner for sure. Uh, the video sounds amazing too. <laughs> you guys, oh, videos just, are fun. You just wait. <laughs> I'm excited. I'm excited to see that. Um, let's see track six, a vulgar quagmire. All right, so this is one of the two songs on the record that's about shit. Uh, usually, we we do like one song about poop on each record, right? 
forgot. Actually, this is this is not bullshit. I we finished Terrorvision, and I completely forgot to do one about shit. So I felt bad. So now we have to I have to make up for it. Obviously, it's very important. Uh, it's definitely also one of the more and I'd, I'd say Vulgar Quagmire is uh, first of all it's a, a joke towards Family Guy second of all um, it's I would say a, a rather very aggressive mix between um, grindcore and black metal so, okay. so yeah that, that's how I see it at least yeah that's a it's <clears throat> a it's a it's a uh I'd kill to see that one live. That would be uh, that'd be bananas. Um, <laughs> that would be fun. Let's see. Uh, track seven. Or I'm going to try to do this one. Verbulgen. <laughs> Verbulgen. Yeah, that's just an interlude because we figured we wanted to have like a little break in the middle of the record to to bring things down a bit because you know Vogel Quagmire gets pretty extreme. Correct. Uh, and, and for you know the, the next songs to, to have the same impact as the songs before, we decided to split the records sort of into two parts. Right. For the Bulgan is is a, a piano interlude, uh, something that we've never done before, so that's new. Uh, and it kind of breaks up the record to do just that to calm things down. So when we hit back with the next song, that you know the, the punch is still there. Uh, it's written by Ken and for the Bulgan is is just. Uh, Dutch for disgusted. Excellent, excellent. It's very cool. Um, and as far as the piano stuff, is that one of you guys, or is that something that was it something you did? What's or, that? Like who who played the uh, the uh, piano in that? Is that a was that you or? Oh, Ken did everything. Okay, he did everything. It's it's all yeah. He he, uh, he composed the whole thing and played it. It's incredible. It's fun. Um, I like the energy. It's like you're watching a horror movie. It's like another interlude into the madness of aborted um, exactly it's you know it's, it's the, the, the quiet middle piece before shit goes haywire again and uh, and that, that's exactly what we wanted to do with this record you know we go through telling sort of a musical story just like a horror film it's amazing uh, let's see track 8 ceremonial ineptitude yep um, so that one uh, it took a couple iterations as well. Um, it definitely goes off where sort of television left off. There's a lot of, I'd say, of those black metal influences again in there, mixed up with uh, what I would say, like maybe some retrogore style riffing and, and like a very heavy breakdown towards the end. This one has a very, when is this video going or the podcast going up? Oh, we're gonna wait. We're gonna drop this with your album. Ah, okay. So I, I can not do spoilers. Fantastic. Uh, there's some very out of the box uh, guest vocals on this track. Um, there's some guest vocals from uh, Rio from um, Crystal Lake on this one. So it's very cool for him to uh, lend his talents and enrich ceremonial ineptitude for us. Well, it's it's that's a it's another burner, man. That's a right out of that the the uh, interlude into this track just punches you right in the face. It's great. Thank you. Yeah, of course. And then track nine, uh, drag me to hell. Yeah. So that one we already put out. Uh, it's uh, definitely also one of the more vibey, say, mixtures between black and death metal. Um, we have. Philip from Humanity's Last Breath on on, uh, 
on guest vocals, and, and the song is literally about the movie Drag Me to Hell. I thought it was a very overlooked horror movie. It, it's it's very clear who did the movie. It's oh yeah, Sam Raimi, right? Silly. Yeah, Sam Raimi, and it's it's it to me it was like it could have been part of the uh, Evil Dead universe because it's got that same type of humor. I, I cracked up during the entire movie. I thought it was fantastic. It was cool to have a song about it. Oh yeah, man, that's very cool. That's what I was hoping it was about, but I wasn't sure. I was waiting to find that out. That's so that's even better. Uh, let's see, track ten, grotesque. Grotesque is the second song about poop, <laughs> and it's probably <laughs> yeah, it's probably the uh, the most melodic song on the record. Uh, it still is very technical. There's a lot of shreddy riffs going on there. Uh, fun fact is the the actual solo is actually tracked by Ken as well. Okay. Uh, but yeah, I, I I put that song somewhere like musically in the in the vicinity of like a Black Dahlia murder in the faceless kind of thing. So it, it's it was something very foreign uh, to the rest of the record, but it, it fits well, and we like the song. Oh yeah, yeah, it's a it's a fun one. And the last one, I'm probably going to butcher the first part of it, but I'm going to try it again. I prediletti the folly of the gods. I prediletti. It's uh, yeah, I fucked it up. Italian. Italian. <laughs> if I'm even saying it right, you know, I, I should ask Stefano. But yeah, that one has Ben Dewar from uh, Shadow of Intent on it, and it starts with an acoustic uh, intro, which is and, and some melodic guitars, which is something we haven't done since Slaughter and Apparatus, I, I, I guess. Uh, I think the song goes from being very death metal to some, you know, black metal, borderline behemoth-esque parts until it really breaks open towards the end in, in, in a, a pretty cool crescendo, if I say so myself. And for me, it was the, the perfect uh, song to end the record with. And there's a, a lot of stuff happening, and yeah, it's a, it's a cool ending, I think. It's a fabulous record. I've got to ask you about the artwork. I thought the artwork for Terror Vision was genius. And then I didn't think you guys could outdo yourself again, and you did. The artwork for uh, Mania Cult is bananas. Tell us about that. Well, the whole concept is, is rather <laughs> it's rather funny because we, we work backwards. Usually we, you know, we come up with a concept, then or we'll do the artwork and then we come up with all these crazy pre-order ideas to work in the whole you know concept idea whatever sure so this time around we we just did it backwards um we started with the idea that we were going to do like a 80s type of action figure and from the action figure we were like okay so if we're doing an action figure we need like a central figure and from that we went into well we need we want to have our own you know we had the doctor in the part uh, in the past so now we wanted to do something different we wanted to to have our very own 80s slasher um, so therefore awesome. we invented Mr. Uh, Wayland Thurston who wants to summon the great old ones and destroy mankind so once we had that idea I went to war with it and the, the, you know, the metaphor for the entire thing is mental health, which is what you can see by the cover. There's, you know, these demons coming out of him, you know, all these, they're talking to him, but they're basically the voices in his head and all that shit that's going on is just his own world going to shit. Right. So that's, that's basically what the artwork is about. We had a bunch of iterations. First, 
Uh, he was unmasked, but as any fantastic uh, 80s slasher, the killer wears a mask. So we had him put on a, like a sort of Jason-esque mask. So he's, you know, now he's exactly what he wanted. we wanted him to be. Yeah, and if you guys want a figure, you can go over to Indie Merch and order that, because <laughs> I did. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they're being manufactured right now in China, and uh, hopefully, you know, everything gets done in time, fingers crossed, because you never know if the current state of the world. Sure. Uh, but yeah, I mean, we're super stoked. It, it took almost a year uh, to get this action figure thing worked out, so we're, we're glad it's finally getting done. It's incredible. It looks like a reaction figure. Is that who's making it for you, or is it just similar to that? Or it's uh, similar to that, but it's our own. Uh, we we did everything. Uh, I made the packaging, and the modeling was done based on the artwork, and was done by a Belgian guy called uh, Martin Verhoeven. He does some insane three D work, so he he did the toy uh, model. It's awesome. He's done some Cthulhu type figures before, so. He knocked that out in a week, and then we started, you know, uh, dealing with the manufacturing. It's beautiful, man. It's really cool. I love the last time I saw you guys, you were touring with um, Cryptopsy, and I love all the merch that was there, man. I got me a really cool shirt, got a cool hoodie. You know, there's always, you guys always have the best merch, uh, I think, when I go see, you know, a death metal band. Uh, It's fucking awesome. Uh, I love, uh, to kind of backtrack for a second, but like... um, Everything, the last EP, TerraVision, all the the artwork, everything just goes hand in hand with everything. I love how you guys are extremely consistent, yet vibrant and fresh with everything you put out with each record. Thank you, man. And the live show, you guys fucking bring it. If you guys have never seen Aborted, and these are to my Phantasm listeners, get your ass down to a show, because I'm going to tell you what, you'll have your nuts handed directly to you by Sven and company on stage, because it's a lot of fun. Um... I was blown away. I hadn't seen you guys um, uh, in years, and I was the television thing was it blew me away. It was awesome, um, very very cool. Those, those Florida shows were a lot of fun. So we hadn't been in Florida in a long time, and it was definitely overdue. And, and the crowd was fantastic. Oh, dude, it's so awesome to uh, anytime I get a chance to see you guys. And I, but like I said, the merch man, I'm real big on buying merch from a band, and you know. It's great to buy merch and help a band, but you guys always have awesome merch. Like, I got a pair of television socks I still wear. I love them. Um, <laughs> nice. The real long sock with the artwork. I, they're just fun cool, man. It's cool that you all have all this neat stuff and, and, and horror-related stuff, because obviously I love horror stuff. Um, and I was going to ask you real quick about that. Is there a horror movie you've watched recently that you enjoyed that you'd like to share? Okay. Uh, and it, it was it was pretty cool. It, it does the typical, you know, cabin in the woods type of thing. Okay. Where you know people are stuck in a like a, in a wrong turn situation, they get in a car crash, and they're stuck in this in, in this forest type of setting. Uh, but it's got that twist of cabin in the woods sort of happening. Right. Um, the cinematography kind of reminds me a lot of the Silent Hill movies, which is pretty cool. Nice. Uh, yeah, no, I, I, I thought, you know, it's it's a pretty cool one, for sure. I will have to check that out. 
Um, another just off the wall question for you. I've got two for you, horror related. What is your favorite Stephen King adaptation movie? Especially the first one, I thought that was really, really well done. Nice. Um, the old one was cool too, but you know, it was, it was PG thirteen. I guess it was made for TV, and uh, I think that there's some stuff that the first has, like the the original one has, that the, the new ones are missing, and vice versa. But if you know the book, it's like if you could make a, a blend of both of those, you'd actually have something that is really close to the book. Uh, but I really like that one, and for the second one, I'd really have to think now for a second. Uh, You'll laugh at me. My favorite is I, The Dead Zone. I like that one. I think I like that movie's one. underrated, man. That's I think that mining. movie's really good. <laughs> that's the mining story, right? No, that's the that's the Christopher Walken where he's a psychic. Martin Sheen's I've in it. it. I know I've seen it, but it's... He just has to touch you, and he can see stuff that's going to happen to you, and he ends up shaking Martin Sheen's hand and sees the end of the world, and then he knows he has to go kill Martin Sheen because he's running for president. Ah, yeah, yeah, that rings a bell. I've seen it, but like I said, ages ago. Uh, I have to do it with Christine as well. Nice, that one. nice. That is a, that is a definitely, you got John Carpenter, you can't go wrong with that. It's, yeah, it's, that's a... That's a good one. What about favorite Friday the Thirteenth film? <laughs> uh, for personal reasons, because it was the first one I saw. Jason lives. Nice, dude. It's, Part six. Nice. Nice. It's so retarded. <laughs> I like it. Uh, that one, and I love Jason X for the. It's got the best kills. It's silly as fuck, but it's got the best kills. I mean, the sleeping bag and the. The ice face, those are some of the best kills in the series, I think. There's some fun ones, yeah. There's definitely some <laughs> There's some fun stuff with that. Yeah. I tell you, if you're a fan of Part 6, go check out my friend. He's been doing this since the 90s. It's called Horrors Hollowed Grounds, and he goes legally and sometimes illegally onto like the property of like where they shot all this stuff, and he's very thorough. He spends months, even years, researching every shot of the film, and he just put up a part six episode on YouTube. Oh, nice. Yeah, his, na- his name's Sean Clark. He's actually, I, I think he's a fucking renaissance man. He's really good at what he does. A lot of people go do that kind of shit now, but he kind of started it. He was the one that, that, uh-huh. that I first discovered. But yeah, he literally just did a part six uh, episode. Um, that he put up last Friday the 13th. It's pretty cool. If you're a big fan of that film, you'll probably get a kick out of it. He went to all the shooting locations down in Georgia and was very thorough about it. That's the thing with this guy, man. He doesn't skimp. Like He's very thorough where other people will do it and they'll miss a bunch of stuff. He'll go show you like everything he can find. So. Oh, yeah. That sounds, that sounds really cool. Yeah, I think yeah, you probably dig it. Awesome. He's awesome. He's a good dude. But yeah, man, part six. I like the Alice Cooper song in it that he's back. I always thought that was cool. Yeah, it's it's just it's it's fun, uh, but yeah, yeah, man. I so uh, real quick uh, tour plans for aborted is all that kind of on pause, obviously with all the bullshit. But I mean, we're supposed to go on tour with the release of the record now, but due to everything that's still going on and it's still looking kind of shaky, uh, we moved uh, a couple months ago. We decided to move our tour to February, so we're doing a hell over Europe uh, tour. 
in February, and it's us uh, headlining. We got the Acacia Strain, Benighted, and Flutter Mercury opening. Okay. And for the states, we're honestly we're looking, but it, it looks like we might be over in the in the United States by next summer. Awesome. Well. I would love to uh, see you guys again. I sometimes go up to like Atlanta to catch shows, so it's sometimes easier to do that for me. I've got family there, but when it, when it doesn't come through Florida, so hopefully we'll get to catch you out somewhere, man. Maybe we can catch up and do this again. You've done a couple interviews yeah. in the past with my co-host, Corey Gorchrist, and I was excited to get to do this with you today because I never got to speak with you, so I really appreciate you taking the time to do this. Uh, Mania Cult is amazing. It comes out September 10th which is when you guys will hear this. I'm dropping this the day it drops on September 10th from Century Media Records. Sven from Avoided. Dude, I cannot thank you enough for doing this. 